Fiction Barriers podcast. I'm your host, Anton. And of my uh, co-hosts is Scott Godfrey and Sean of Richard Lacrosse. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, Anton. How are you today? Good. Good. I'd like to say thanks for coming on, Sean. Uh, it, uh, we've known each other a while, and it's just exciting to um, just be able to have you on our podcast. Uh, we Our podcast is dedicated to highlighting and talking about adapted and inclusive lacrosse. And awesome. so you've, uh, you've had a little bit of experience with that, so we figured... Uh, Little backstory, Anton, one of the first people I talked to when getting lacrosse barriers going was Sean. We stumbled upon something through a, a webinar we were on. And that was, oh, four four years ago, four, four, four years ago, four or five years ago. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, it's been impressive and cool to see how you guys have gotten started so quickly here and seem to be making a pretty much immediate impact. So, that's, uh, fills me with a lot of inspiration and just drive to keep it going. So it's cool to watch from afar yeah. and I got to get up there sometime and do a wheelchair <laughs> neck in Calgary. There we go. Um, so Anton, do you want to start off some questions? How long got a, how long have you been playing across for? So I grew up playing. I, I started playing in about fifth grade, I want to say. I think I was about 11 or 12 years old. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts, outside of Boston, and I grew up playing hockey. First, that was kind of my first love. And I remember, I think I was playing soccer. Um, and there was these kids running around in the field next to the soccer field with what looked like hockey equipment and sticks. And I was like, what the heck is that? Um, and my dad kind of saw that I was staring off into the distance at the lacrosse game and not really paying attention to soccer anymore. And he figured, oh, let's maybe sign him up for that. So um, played in high school, played in college, you know, I won't give you the whole story, but had an injury and have now played the wheelchair game. And I've been playing wheelchair lacrosse uh, since 2019. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll try and remember your position. Yeah, so I'm based in Denver, Colorado. Um, it's kind of a rainy, chilly morning. It's starting to feel like fall in Colorado, which is great. Um, <laughs> my full-time job was actually work for USA Lacrosse. I'm the, the mountain regional manager out here and kind of work with the grassroots uh, recreational lacrosse programs in the region. Um, and I've also taken on a lot of the adaptive and, and wheelchair programming for USA Lacrosse as well. Um, due to the fact that I, I think I, you know, I have a disability myself, but I'm also on the board of, of Wheelchair Lacrosse USA. And so that's just a volunteer position, um, just helping put on our events and trying to grow, you know, the sport of wheelchair lacrosse. It's like a lot of us wear a lot of different hats. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, how long have you played real chair lacrosse for? Uh, I it took me a little while, honestly, after my injury to to try it. Um, 
but when I moved back to Colorado, I knew they had a team here. So got in touch with those guys like 2018, I want to say. And then that summer, so summer of 2019 was my first summer plan. And I've gone to uh, four different, uh, three or four different national championships. It's been a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, my question would be, um, how many, um, what the, the biggest need in wheelchair lacrosse right now in North America? Great question. Yeah, I mean, the sport is still pretty young, as you guys know, where, you know, I want to say the organization was founded in, in 2010, 2011, so like just over 10 years old. Um, the biggest need, I think, is just more teams so that we can have more opportunities to play. You know, right now there's about a dozen competitive teams. Uh, we just hosted our national tournament. We had 10 teams out there. Um, it was super competitive. It, the talent gets better every year. But it'd be great to have more teams just to kind of fill in so that, you know, we can have more tournaments and, and get more action. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, actually, about we had some really fantastic officials at this last national championships. Um, I thought they did a phenomenal job, but that's another area that I do think we need to spend some more time in is training our officials and also our coaches on kind of the intricacies and, and nuances of the wheelchair game because it, it's lacrosse at the end of the day, but uh, there are some unique aspects to it. Nice. Yeah. And we need some international teams too. We need a Canadian team for us to uh, go up and play against. <laughs> so. Well, how long has been Retro lacrosse? Yeah, so those guys in San Diego, I think you've connected with Ryan Baker, Scott, um, and Bill Lundstrom down there. Yeah. They started playing, I think it was 2009, and really got the organization going in like 2010, started doing some clinics. Um, so it's still really young in terms of a sport, but I, those guys, I mean, they really bootstrapped it and did a lot of their own fundraising and just spent money out of their own pocket, frankly, to to get it this far. So we're kind of at this, I think, next stage um, where we're, we're looking to USA Lacrosse, we're looking to Move United, we're looking to other organizations to help us out. And, um, you know, it's cool to see some like established adaptive sport organizations, you know, starting to get on board and, and realize that, you know, if they offer hockey or basketball or rugby, they, like why not lacrosse, right? So. Yeah. We're starting to get some more traction. Pretty cool story. Um, yeah, I was just I was sort of looking down at the screen and <clears throat> that's just wild. Um what was it for you like? Um and well <laughs> having Mark on the cover of Lacrosse uh -huh. for you, that whole issue. Uh can you give us a little backstory so people understand and, and yeah i'm wondering do i have one right here just, I don't and, and thank you for sending those on uh, anton i've got a copy for you this but 
What was that like? Because when I saw it, I thought of my dog. I thought of Megan. I thought of Ryan. It just. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of emotional, to be honest. Um, Yeah, no, so if you don't know, we. USA Lacrosse has a magazine, you know, that we send out to our members. Did it freeze up? Yeah, you're good, Scott. Yeah, it's okay. Glitch for a second, but I think we're. It's okay on my end, at least. Scott might be freezing up there. It looks like yeah, I can hear you guys. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, if you can hear me. There we go. Yeah. I'm back. Uh, sorry, guys. I just, just it happens once in a while. I need a better computer, Anton. <laughs> Got no worries. It's always glitching. All good. Yeah, I'm just doing this on my phone. I hope it's working okay. But um, yeah, to answer your question, just... Scott, it was it was. Sorry. I'm gonna. I'm just going to here. There. Uh, sorry, I just went onto my phone just to. It's better reception, so. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah so, um, yeah, sorry, I, what was that like? Uh, now that we've uh, just, the whole magazine was fantastic to me. It was emotional. Uh, can you walk us yeah. through the backstory? Yeah, it was kind of the whole, whole range of emotions, to be honest. Um, yeah, so if you don't know, like USA Lacrosse, we have a magazine that we send out to you know a couple hundred thousand members across the country, um, and the editorial team, you know, decided to do an entire edition. It was called the Unlimited Edition on uh, different athletes with disabilities playing lacrosse, um, and the cover story was wow, one of our wheelchair lacrosse athletes, um, a guy named Mark Krenz out of Milwaukee who was just named MVP of our uh, the 2023 national tournament. So we did a good job picking the right right cover guy, I think. Um, he's a stud. He's an incredible athlete. But, yeah, to answer your question, um, yeah, I was proud, I guess, I think is the, the simplest term that I could contribute a little bit, you know, to the magazine. Um, I was impressed by the way the writers approached a lot of those stories, Scott, I'd love to get your feedback, but I felt like, you know, the one thing that I really wanted was for those athletes to be kind of celebrated and covered as athletes, right? And to like, you know, yeah, sure. like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, like, I think we all know, like, their, their disabilities are, are part of them, and it may be a big part, but it's not all of them, right? And the, like, it's really about the fact that they can play lacrosse and, um, you know, they're inspiring to me, but not just because they have a disability, they're inspiring because they're like really creative and hardworking and talented and, you know, 
committed to the sport just like any other athlete that we've had on the cover or anywhere else in the magazine. So um, I think it was a really important and, you know, hopefully good step just for representation and to create awareness. I mean, I was kind of looking at some of the social media comments and there's a lot of stuff like, oh, I didn't even know wheelchair lacrosse existed, right? Or uh, like, it's so cool to have a, a college lacrosse player who's deaf or, um, you know, I think there's a middle school goalie with, with cerebral palsy. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people aren't even aware um, sometimes of, of what athletes with disabilities can do. So I was just proud that we were able to put it on that big stage and create some awareness. So now the next step is how do we create more of these opportunities um, and really invest in them. So cool. Got a question? How many teams are in DLS right now? So for wheelchair, like I like I mentioned, we, we had ten at our, you know, attending our national tournament, uh, which I think was the most we've ever had. Uh, there's a few more that are kind of in development. Okay, so you're probably looking at between, you know, twelve to fifteen teams right now. Um, and yeah, we're, we're trying to grow it. So we've, I think, like I mentioned, with, with some of the adaptive sport organizations starting to kind of catch on and thinking like, okay, this could be a really good summer sport for us. Um, we're starting to see some sled hockey programs, right? Want to start lacrosse, see some more basketball athletes want to play lacrosse. Um, so yeah, it's still fairly small. Uh, but again, like in the course of 10 years to have almost 15 teams around the country, just totally grassroots, um, I think is pretty impressive. So there's, I could see it growing pretty quick, um, hopefully. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, it was funny, I, we were at the Minto Cup, and for some of our viewers, it is the Canadian Junior uh, Indoor or Box Lacrosse Championships. And um, Brendan Boyle goes to Marquette, and he actually knows Mark Krenz. And his oh, quote yeah. was, he goes, he goes, dude's handles are better than half our team, which isn't a surprise, but it's nice to see him talking not about, he's a good wheelchair lacrosse player. Mm -hmm. To me, it was good that he goes on, the guy's legit, like the guy's a player, not, oh, that's great. And I think moving that past, like, like when you see sledge or you see a, a wheelchair, a Paralympian, you're talking about someone who's really good at their sport. You're not talking about the fact that their legs don't work or they've got an incomplete fracture or they have one hand. You're talking about somebody who's just good at a sport. And I thought Brendan's comment really, I just like, yeah, that's a start. That's a really good start. You're looking at the athlete and not his wheelchair. Yeah. That's um, incredible. Um, yeah. And a few of the Marquette players actually were on the bench. They helped coach the team and yeah. uh, a lot of those guys, you know, are wearing like Marquette equipment from a year or two ago. So Marquette's been really supportive going all the way back to, to coach Joe Amplo was I think the first one to get that relationship going, but um, totally agree. Mark is a lacrosse player and he's, and I've seen it in the four years I've seen him develop and grow. And um, I'll give you a quick story, Scott, because I know you're, you're kind of a coach, coach mind as well. Um, but I remember last year, he, he, 
he's so fast that he can just he, if he wants the alley he, he can get the alley right um but we play with those with box goals and we got pretty big equipment so if you're going down the alley you're he's kind of got a low angle shot right and so last season i could see him beating his man and taking a lot of those shots on cage and some of them would go but a lot of them were getting saved and then this year um i think in the championship game he had four assists because he he's learned he's developed he knows that okay i'm gonna beat my guy down the alley i'm gonna draw a slide and then i'm gonna pass it cross creek and that is the best way to score um and he was making I mean, I should know because it was against my team that they beat in the championship. <laughs> he had four, oh, sorry. <laughs> at least four assists because he's he's now people know him, and so he's drawing a lot of attention. But rather than trying to to do it all himself, I'll give him props for he's share. He knows that once I get a ton of attention, I move the ball, um, and it's kind of that next level of development where he's really making other players better that's the cool thing that I've seen. So, yeah. And there's honestly, there's a couple more athletes. I don't want to, you know, Mark's amazing, but he'll be the first one to kind of deflect. Um, you know, they had a couple midfielders that were new this year that were fast. I mean, they've got a lot of athletes on that Milwaukee team. So they're going to be tough, tough competition uh, the next few years. But I love what you said about being a lacrosse player first. That's Anton, any other questions? Do you got something? Uh, that's all the questions you have. Give me, Scott. Oh, yes, sir. I didn't know that it, it, there's so, so much conversation. I figured, you know, a I've just got one more. Um, what can we do? What can lacrossing barriers do to grow the game? And, and, and what do you need us to do? If you said, look, you've got two tasks, do them. What would you... What can we do to improve? What can the podcast? What can lacrosse barriers do to to make this better? Oh man, I think you guys are doing it. Uh, you guys are one of the originals in my book. I mean, just like I said, to talk to at the top of the podcast here. Um, you know, I think you guys are creating awareness. You're doing the podcast, uh, like. You got the merch out there. I see some of the PLL and NLL guys wearing lacrossing barrier shirts now. Like, I think you're doing a great job of creating awareness and more importantly, you know, running programs and giving kids a chance to play. So I just keep doing what you're doing and, and sharing the message. And, you know, as folks reach out to me, I'm going to reference you as a resource. And, um, you know, if you'd be willing to, I know we've talked offline in the past, but, um, I'd like to put together some sort of adaptive lacrosse committee, if you will, or, or group of people or, you know, the, the quote unquote experts or people who are experienced doing this so that when we get somebody new who's interested in running some of these programs, we can say, hey, talk to Scott, right? Or, hey, talk to Marty in, in Maryland or um, other folks who are kind of pioneers. Like, I'll, I, you know, it's... It's 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 fairly new still, and so it's you guys are breaking new ground. And, um, yeah. Wow! Uh, and I mean, the one thing that I'll do is it's I sometimes I talk the most so, but it's like Anton who he'll sit there and email me, go, dude, don't do that. It's the bad look for for adapted sport. I mean, Anton's that's why he's our media manager. He will keep me checking. Go, hey, 
sometimes I bark at him and, you know, we're best friends and work partners. Yeah. And sometimes he'll, Anton will do and go, dude, <clears throat> you got to ask about autism or you got to ask about cerebral palsy. You forgot. I'm like, oh. so we, I've got, we've got a structure of people that are like, just they're into it and they're passionate because it's about lacrosse. Um, last night we were in less two and a half hours we do blind and the Alberta's in chair talking and we're going to develop blind lacrosse but when we start November everyone agreed so all the people I'm very low sighted, so I'll get my friends and let's get the people in the wheelchairs. Just kind of all the ability to cross and grow. Kind of chuck. And that's like the 15 people. Sorry? Yeah. Um, am I on? Uh huh. Okay. Sorry. So a little topic. I think you were talking about the all abilities. Maybe yeah. some black glass. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're gonna do though is um we're going am I uh, did I lose again? Yeah. Oh you're go. good. Okay. So we are deciding that we want everyone to play. And this was not my decision. So there are people that are at risk indigenous youth. People in wheelchairs, people that are uh, blind, and people that just have limb loss are all going, no, let's do this together. And each section will grow, so we're including everyone. And it was, I had to, kinda, I had to walk out of the gym and just stop and go, wow. Um, it was just really good because it's developing it's developing lacrosse for everyone and there were some junior and college players there like in goal and that one clip of Oliver who <laughs> it is just a blender of energy but it was like that's how we're going to grow it because the one woman who's visually impaired says I have a friend in a wheelchair that's going to come out I go why? because I'm gonna make him because he's lazy and he owes me, so he's gonna come try it. Please understand when I say that, that was her talking about her friend and being a, joking, but she just, no, I got a friend that, you know, and it was, you know, it was just really cool. It was everyone at the box just throwing the ball around. And it was, it was the medicine game. It was, oh, the blind thing is going to grow, but what we're going to do is we're going to have shirts for adapted lacrosse in Southern Alberta that say all abilities, all possibilities. Yeah, love it. And we've got a guy tonight. Um, I will send pictures. He's allowing me. He's coming to lacrosse tonight. His name's Taylor. He uses a power chair, level four, um, level four quadriplegic, but he wanted to try. We did a clinic and He's saying, I'm coming. So I got a shorter stick. He can use about a 18, 20 inch shaft. And he just he says, I love this. And we have to include, if someone wants to play, you find a way. So uh, I just wanted to update you, uh, Anton and Sean, last night. It was fantastic. And 
it's about it's about everybody, right? Nice, so, Scott. Um, yeah. yeah um, done any any other thoughts, Anton, on on working? Sean, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you guys. I mean, I know I'm the guest, but Anton, I I want to learn from you. What what do you think we could do better? Think probably grow the game. Yeah. Scott's doing asking about the he's talking about the long pole, all of that stuff. Yeah, he's told me that you uh, you like the long pole. <laughs> you like throwing checks. Mm hmm. Nice. Well, keep up the good work, man. It's cool what you're doing with the podcast. So. Yes, thanks. Of course. I'll, I want to tell Scott. Sean will talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, guys. It's a uh, 